0: Welcome to Keep Sweet, the positive world podcast. I am your host, Joshua Gonzalez. And on today's episode, we have some good news stories for you. We have a fun episode talking about a fun topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now. And we also have with us, who is it everyone? It is
1: Matt Tolbert, and I have a blood orange herbal tea today for all you haters. Okay, so no whiskey, no alcohol. He has a tea.
0: And it's an herbal tea, so it doesn't even have caffeine.
1: Exactly. So what are we talking about today? Our topic? Yeah.
0: Oh, our topic is going to be about party planning and how to throw an awesome party because you are really good at it so i want to pick your brain you've been wanting to talk about this for a while yeah of course oh
1: wow cool i'm excited
0: it's just apropos as we are coming out of the pandemic and many people will be going to parties for the first time in a long time or hosting parties and so i want to make sure everyone out there is doing the best job that they can with
1: their parties it's very timely good choice
0: exactly so how was Texas? You're
1: back. You know, it was fine. It was fine. Mm. I, I enjoyed the mm-hmm. food most of all, as usual. Of course, usual, as you and, do. Yes. And the obligatory, of course. I enjoyed seeing my family. Hey, fam. That was great. No one's in jail right now. So that's oh, awesome. Great. That is. <laughs> oh, wait. No, someone I... is in jail. Who oh, was that? Oh, no. Oh, my one of my cousins. That's fine. Oh, OK. I, di- I didn't even know I had this cousin until this trip. So oh. that's fine. That is
0: a story for another time. Maybe we'll have you on to talk about your family and the mm, tree. Not, not necessarily. Okay, great. So for everyone listening, Matt is back in, from Texas. We are excited because next month we go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And so we're excited. And so today's good news stories are related-ish to travel because everyone's traveling now. We are traveling a lot. And so I found these Two good news stories that are kind of about traveling. Tell us. Okay, so the first one here is the headline doo-doo-doo. LSU med students heading on vacation helped a passenger in distress during mid flight medical emergency. So you never want anything crazy to happen on your flight, right? But things have been happening, crazy things have been happening on flights left, right, and center all year long. And so hopefully these stories can help assuage some fears. Is that how you say? Assuage, 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 assuage some fears that even if a crazy thing happens on a plane, you still are probably going to be okay. You know, people know how to handle crazy, especially after last year. You know? I mean,
1: not everyone, but yeah, hopefully there are some crazy wranglers, Cra- crazy wranglers on your plane. You're a crazy wrangler.
0: I am a crazy. I'm really good yeah, in I- emergency situations. I'm a good crazy wrangler. Okay. I blame my years and years of hospitality, like, service jobs for Mm. that. Okay. Okay, so, Lauren, I'm going to butcher these names. so, Lauren Bagneris and Heather Duplessis, oh, I like that last name, were en route to Greece on Friday. And they had even joked, like, whether or not they would have to go into their doctor mode when they were on vacation. So, like, maybe don't joke about that because karma is going to be like, here you go. So shortly after the flight took off, a woman on the flight fell down because she became lightheaded due to, you know, the temperature, low blood sugar. You're flying. You're not feeling good when you're flying anyway. So she fell down, and then she started having, like, some problems. You know, she's lightheaded. And so the two med students came to her rescue, and they helped her do everything you're supposed to do in that situation to, like, relax and get your blood pressure back. They checked her vitals. They made sure she was doing okay. And then they even, um, with the help of the crew, got in contact with a doctor from the ground so they could, like, help out with the situation even better. So... It was just a little bitty incident that could have been a much dire situation had they not stepped up and taken control of the, this situation and put everyone at ease and obviously helped this lady. How nice of them. I know, right? So my second good news story um, touches a little closer to Hawaii and the um, do, 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 the headline of this one is two cargo plane pilots rescued in waters off of Hawaii coast after they were unsure they'd make it. Quote, it doesn't look good, said one of the pilots. So these two pilots were on a cargo plane, so it's not a passenger plane. And the aircraft took off from Honolulu to Maui on Friday morning, but it went down in the water very soon after. And um, they were like, oh, we lost one of our engines and then the other engine was running really, really hot and so they were like, ooh, we're going to lose this engine too, so how about we just try to like, before we lose the engine and the plane just like nosedives and crashes, how about we try to slowly land this thing in the water and that's what they did. So they were able to land it in the water uh, enough to like, you know, not crash it and then they um, got on top of the plane As it was sinking, I I think they sink really slowly. So it was sinking slowly and the Coast Guard immediately got to them
1: and luckily rescued them. How wild. How does that even happen? So first of all, like, do they not do the same checks on the engines that they do on the passenger planes before they take off?
0: I don't know. I I doubt it, to be honest. I I think they have a different standard.
1: And then like... How planes land on water, I'll never understand. But um, we don't have to cover that. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe I'll like find a video and I'll show you the video because you really don't understand how a plane can like skin on water. I mean,
1: I've seen the ones that are like made for that and they do that, but like a big plane that doesn't have floaties, I don't get it. Okay, okay. And also, I wonder too. Like,
0: this is a cargo plane, and it's obviously like I bet they were like used to island hopping. So I wonder if it was one of those like take off, touch down, take off, touch down, take mm. off, touch down. And like,
1: they only check things every few stops. Yeah,
0: and also like, they were probably like really running that plane ragged. And it, sure. the, in, in like global warming, the engines were just too hot to handle. But they sponsored. got
1: saved. This is so good. Good yes. news. Story. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. So they got saved. So if we are in Hawaii and our plane crashes in the water,
1: or safely lands in the water, um, there's hope for us yet. Well, I mean, I'm just worried, you know, but- from the west coast to hawaii is a lot longer than from honolulu to maui yes so you could just be in the middle of the ocean yeah
0: but luckily hopefully that doesn't happen yeah
1: hawaiian airlines they got it down they got it down
0: um so those are good news stories if you have any suggestions for good news stories send
1: them in wait i have a good news story oh you have a good news story what is your good news story our thai food is on the way (gasps) Oh, my god. It's only now six minutes away. So if we're at a stopping point, maybe we might want to pause.
0: Okay, let's pause here. Audience, we're pausing for Thai food. Well, how was your Thai food? It was great. I had Pad Thai, and I was really craving it. Mm. And it was really great. And I got to eat it with um, our new chopsticks. We just got some fiberglass chopsticks and permanent chopsticks for the household. And I got to eat my Thai food with those.
1: Yeah. I still used a fork.
0: Yeah, we'll get there with you. We will make sure you know how to use chopsticks the best. Okay, so for today's topic, I want to talk about parties. Yay. How fun! Because we've been doing a lot of parties lately. We've been going to parties. We had my birthday party that you planned. That was amazing. I think it was amazing, at least. I mean, I know that sounds like I'm tooting your own horn, but I thought it was great. What do you? How do you think about parties lately?
1: I mean, like, so your birthday party was sort of our first time seeing a lot of our friends, your friends after the pandemic. So mm-hmm. what we really focused on was just like not too loud, plenty of lighting so that everyone could really have conversations and catch up rather than uh, sort of an activity filled party, which we may have done if it was just any normal year. Yeah, yeah, So. I think we should touch
0: on a few of the like basics of like what makes a good party. So, first, I think the party starts with the invite. Totally. And I think a good party needs a good invite. You need to really set the tone. You need to give them all the information up front in one singular place and 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 a good invitation does that. So, like what do you look for in an invitation?
1: Well, I mean, basic details, of course, right? So mm-hmm. what is the party for? Why are we throwing mm-hmm. it? The date, the time, mm-hmm. the location. Dress code. Dress codes, maybe. We yeah. didn't include a dress code with yours, but I think if the invite sort of alludes to a dress that code, is very true. that is very then true. Then you don't need to state a dress code. And then also what the expectations are financially, of course, because if someone's coming to a party, they're going to want to know do I need to bring anything? Is food, are food and drinks provided? Do I need to budget for this? Is it, should I pay up front? You I know, mean, Are we going all in? There's so mm-hmm. many questions yeah, that yeah, you just yeah. need to cover off.
0: For sure. For sure. For sure. And like for our party, we covered, um, the guests, we had all the food for them and, um, they each got two, three drinks, I think by the end of it, three drinks, cause we held it at a bar. And I think it's important. Like I know even if you're not able to like do that for your guests, like cover everyone, you still need to be very clear about like what the financial um, expectations are for them Totally, and, and be upfront with them and be like, you know, it's going to be this much for you for this full stop. And also, I also appreciate when there's options. So it's like, if you don't want that, you can find like you, know, you can eat before or you can drink before and come meet later, you know, like I, I love options, financial options if you can't cover for And
1: probably dietary options too. Maybe something we 100%. could have done better because we did plan on like vegetarians attending. We could mm-hmm. have done better at actually saying vegetarian options available on the invitation. I think that, that would have true. been helpful just so that they know and they don't feel awkward about asking.
0: That is true. And I also realized afterwards, I had we had planned for dietary restrict restrictions, like we made sure there was things available. But again, we forgot to include them, And we also had a gluten free person attend. And I was like, Oh, I should have let them know what options were available, but they found them. So that, that was all great. It was there. But yeah, I do agree. Let them know in advance what the dietary options are for them.
1: Totally. And some things to keep in mind and things to avoid. I know when we were talking about we were toying with different venues for your birthday party. And Mm -hmm. one of the ideas was our club room in our building, which is very nice. It has a great view of the Empire State Building. Mm -hmm. And when we were budgeting and thinking about, okay, where can we save money? What can we do? You were like, I just want it to be up there, and can I just like get some Wendy's chicken nuggets and like we have some wine that we just have, Mm -hmm. and can we just host it like that? For me, I think it's really important that the food and everything matches. So it's weird to me to be in like an elegant location and have like non elegant food. I just want them to match. So that's something I would look out for, and I'm glad we avoided. I. I mean, I guess we did avoid it, but i it doesn't bother me,
0: so I'm fine with that.
1: Well, I know, but you see, my thing was if people knew that I was throwing the party, I didn't want, like, your decision to be my party planning.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, now I see how it is. Okay, so that is about invitation and about food a little bit. Uh, I do agree that there's, like, a point about food is that there should always be food. There should always be drink options.
1: There doesn't have to be, like expectations can be lower. So if you're having a picnic and everyone brings something, it can be potluck style.
0: It, yes, but there is food there. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying,
1: yes. Potluck, you need to address th- it you, is what you mean.
0: There has to be food. <laughs> Full stop. There. Ha- if you're throwing any kind of party, there has to be food. They can bring it. It can be everyone contributes. Everyone brings a potluck dish. There can be whatever, but there has to be food. I'm not going anywhere. I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to host anything without food there.
1: Okay.
0: I'm so shocked that you're fair. like fighting me on that. Well, this.
1: no, I'm just trying to, th- I haven't thought of every single scenario, but I guess that's probably true. Yeah.
0: Someone shout at Matt to let him know that there has to be food. Okay. Moving on to the next thing. I'm going to talk about music at parties. Mm. You guys. Oh, boy. There has to be music. Absolutely but and i and i totally see the people who like want just chill music, a little bit light in the background, and i totally see people who want bumping music. So what i propose is you really need to think about your party and your party flow and where the music is bumping and where the music is chill because I've been to parties where the vibe was so much more like, let's chill and talk and catch up, but they have bump of music and no one wanted to talk or catch up because you can't scream over the music the whole time. I've also had parties where it was supposed to be a little more lively, a little more dancey, a little more thing, but the music was like a little low. So like,
1: or low energy
0: or low energy. Yeah. 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 Oh yes. Like ballad after ballad after ballad that, and I'm like, this isn't working, but I think there is something about like, you know, having a good baseline music for when people are arriving, having your chill time with the music, you know, in the chill level. And then if you want to have the dance bump in music, then bump it up at that point in time and then wind it down from when you're getting, you know, there needs to be a whole sound score of your party. And I think people really don't pay attention to that. And it really bothers me.
1: Well, or you can have areas. So if you have a loud like dance floor type area, you want to have little pockets, um, like back rooms or side rooms mm-hmm. or just like toward the entrance where there's maybe seating so that where people who want to talk and catch up can sort of like congregate in those areas.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause ain't nobody screaming over your bump of music to like talk and hang out. And so like, I've been at parties and they're like, why aren't you like talking to anyone? It's like, what? Why aren't you talking to anyone? I can't. (laughs) It's, it's impossible, you know?
1: Impossible.
0: Yes. I said impossible. Okay. So that is my take on music. Anything else you want to add on music?
1: No. Oh, okay. (laughs) I did a good job then. Yay. I mean, I also like, don't stress about it too much. I'm all for just some, someone else's Spotify playlist. That's like get the oh, energy yeah, right, sure. get the volume right, and then like stop thinking about it, move on for sure. Oh, yeah, it can be super,
0: super simple, but I do think too many people don't have any thoughts about it. And so, like, it just really takes that mindfulness to be like intention with the music, and then we're moving on. Nice. Okay, so I now want to talk about. The people who are invited, the crowd, oh. the the building the ambiance of the group that we'll be sharing in this evening together. Because if I've, I've been at parties where, you know, everyone knew each other. So it was very easy, very like going. People had histories with one another. So it was just like everyone's hanging out, having a good time. And then I've been to those where people don't know anyone there. Like it's very um, separated groups from someone's past or life you know everyone has these different bubbles that 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 bubbles that they are in and then they try to bring them together and they don't know how to bring them together and so it's really awkward because it puts your guests in a weird position of like feeling uncomfortable because they don't know anyone and and it's you have to broach that weird small talk and like getting to know someone which is always like rough you know no one likes icebreakers Um, except for the mints hashtag icebreakers, mints available at all pharmacies. They're not sponsoring this, but they can. Do they even exist? Yeah, they do. Okay. I want to talk about building your guest list because it's very important. So for instance, whenever we built, um, my party guest list for my birthday party, I was very intentional of being like, I was, I was putting some bubbles together. So I knew that these people did not know these people, but I made sure that, that they had a lot in common And when guests arrived, I did my best to also introduce them. Like if, if they do, if I knew that they knew not too many people at the party, I was like, oh, this is so-and-so and and they do this and this and this. And those things were things that my other guests could relate to. So instantly they, they had a connection. They could be like, oh my gosh, you're into this as well. Let's talk about it. And so there were conversations between groups and like people got to know one another and the conversations developed from there. But I think it does take that little mindfulness for the host to make that broach, that introduction, you know, kind of almost even announce your guests that just arrived to the rest of the guests and give them their name. And so like all that stuff is out of the way. The guests can just, you know, get on with getting to know one another and talking and having fun, you know?
1: Yeah. You want to help them find their common ground for Exactly. Them. Because you probably already know their common ground, and, and it may take them five or ten minutes to get there, or they won't even approach someone because they're too nervous or they, you know, think that they'll have nothing in common. So it's good to just be like, This is so and so, you would bond over this mm-hmm. exactly, exactly, and then exactly, exactly. That, as the host, that's less pressure for you to even have to stay in the conversation. You can walk around, you'd be like, mm-hmm. Have fun, I'm gonna go check on the food, the drinks, whatever. And move on to the next group, make sure everyone's happy.
0: That is an amazing point because it makes your job as a host so much easier when you know you can just like set it and forget it. Those people mm-hmm. are gonna have a great time together. I know they will. Um, and we kind of did that at my party where we were like, these people are gonna be together and these people are gonna be together. And sometimes they'll crisscross, but mainly these people are gonna work. Um, and I really, also, side note, I keep talking about my party and how good it was. So if you were a guest at the party and hated it, let me know. <laughs>
1: I mean, I definitely think like from like like I said, if it was any other year, people would maybe have enjoyed we we went we were in a game room where there were lots of board mm-hmm. games, there was a dart board, so if if someone wanted to do that, they absolutely could, but we didn't really encourage it or set it up or anything like that, so I think one critique of your party could be that there wasn't really like an event or an agenda. I mean, we definitely had moments where we're like the desserts happening at this time and certain like phases of food are coming out throughout Mm -hmm, the the evening, mm -hmm. but we didn't really have activities planned. And so that's maybe one critique, but I think it just wasn't the year for it. Sure. And that is a very, very good point. And part of the
0: reason why I did want the game room because another thing is that it's very, very, very important, all you party planner people, to make sure that there are activities and that there are things for your guests to do. So for our, for me taking that note, um, in the back of my mind, I knew that all of those games were there. I knew the darts were there. I knew anything was there so that if there was a lull in the party where it seemed like people weren't wanting to just hang out and talk and catch up, I would have immediately gone to those activities to, you know, give my guests something to do. Um, but I was very not fortunate. I was, but I understood that they were having the fun that they were having, just catching up and just chatting and talking and eating and drinking and having a good old time. Um, but had I sensed that lull, I definitely would have pointed them to activities. So make sure you have activities at the ready for your guests to do. They don't have to be super scheduled. Don't be rigid about it. But make sure they are there because if a party has some awkward silences and everyone's eye looking around, it's time to bust out some boggle or something and play the night away.
1: Yeah, which I think is a good segue, but I'm not done yet. So sort of like setting a pin and we should talk about duration of parties. Oh, yes. But let's rewind and go back to the guest list. So depending on the size of your party, the smaller it is, the more curated it needs to be. And the more it's probably going to be more of a rolling invitation. So you may start your invite with the core two to four people that you know you really want there. And depending on whether or not they're able to attend, then you might invite two to four or start inviting single people Mm -hmm. to sort of build it around who's able to attend and those relationships. The larger the party is maybe 20 people or so, the more you can just sort of send blanket invitations because you know, someone can find someone to meet with um i would just avoid not sending like a group text because then what happens is when people get added to that text chain then they know that they were a second thought or they feel mm-hmm. like they were a second thought mm-hmm. you want to do individual invitations and kind of keep it you know exclusive where you're not yes. you're not even giving away who else is going to be there because you don't want that to be a selling point per se mm-hmm. you want it the party should speak for itself and so I would like to send just individual invitations, get their RSVP and then build it out from there. So if someone's maybe the 10th person on your list to be invited to your party, it doesn't mean they're not important in your life. Exactly. It just means that you are waiting for that core relationship for them to be able to feel comfortable at the party. Mm-hmm. And and it's also like it doesn't feel
0: bad because they won't ever know they were the tenth person. They don't know where they are in the lineup. You know
1: exactly. If it's a couple days before the party, it could just seem like you didn't plan it in exactly. advance. Exactly.
0: And then they get there and they have a fully planned party. They're like, "Oh my god, you did this in two days! Wow." wow. wow. <laughs> secret secrets. Okay. All uh, right. So uh, duration
1: oh. of parties. I mean, unless you're, you're no
0: not no talk about duration. So for me, I mean, you're. An introvert. I am not. I can party for hours, but I do want there to be like structure. Like, I want there to be like events happening at certain times.
1: I like that. So, you talk about duration. Like, what does that mean to you? So, what I really liked about your party this time is that it was three hours because that's what we had booked the room for. But it was also like when you're showing up for the party, You know, well, I shouldn't show up in the last half hour because it's from this time to this time. And if you show up at the first half hour or so, you know, and it like sucks, you know, Mm -hmm. okay, well, it's only three hours. I can last three hours. It's like, I think three hours is a good time. I based your three hours on a wedding, is typically four hours, Mm -hmm. like a wedding reception. Mm -hmm. And so typically that first hour is, cocktails walking around talking and then usually after that first hour there's some sort of a an event that could be the introduction of the couple coming in Mm -hmm. it could be a dance it could be a speech usually there's some sort of an event to kick off and then there's the dinner Mm -hmm. and dessert or whatever and then people mingle they dance they do whatever and then the last hour is always the cake so Mm -hmm. if it ends at 10 the cake is at Mm nine right Really great timing. And then once that's done, everyone leaves, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yours, it's a birthday party. So there's not all the typical wedding events. I mean, there could have been. There wow. could have been. But um without all those activities, plus, you know, when you're booking some sort of a package at a restaurant, you know, the more hours, the more money, of course. Of but course. I felt like three hours was a, a great time for your party. It could have been four, maybe Like letting some people leave and then like a smaller group is staying around for drinks or, you know, just getting a little closer, catching up or whatever could have been the fourth hour. But I think three felt like really good for the birthday party. Three to four, I think, is typical. Two is way too short. Two is way too short. And then maybe like six is too long. Well, sure, but that's a whole different that's probably like some sort of a restaurant tour or Ooh, something.
0: Okay, is that what we're doing next year for my birthday? Okay. Um, so that's on party duration and segueing into talking about dessert served at the last hour. I do believe that all parties should have a little bit of fun surprise. I mean, it doesn't have to be big, but I do love that. For our dessert, we had these special puddings that the restaurant does and they're known for and they're very, very delicious. But I knew that like no one had had them before. So we were like dessert, dessert, dessert is served at nine or whatever. But we didn't tell anyone what it was. We didn't tell anyone, you know, how it was going to come out, what it was going to be. I'm sure people thought there was going to be a cake you know, cause that's typical for a birthday. And so I do like that. There was a little bit of surprise because everyone got their own individual pudding with a
1: champagne whipped cream,
0: a uh, chartreuse whipped cream. But
1: if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much champagne. No, it's not.
0: It's a liquor. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, Who knows? Okay. So yeah, so it was a boozy chocolate pudding and you know they each get their individual all to themselves, and it was like fun passing them all out, and everyone was like, "Oh wow, fun!" And then, and then we all had it, and it was like
1: very special and new, and and something I knew that they hadn't had before. So I really liked that element. That's so funny because I didn't even think like I knew it was going to be pudding, but I didn't even re- think about no one knew what it was going to be. Oh no, and was... I didn't really hear any reactions. Oh, there were so many people
0: who were delightfully surprised, and it and it was just, it was just like a little surprise, but I do think there needs to be an element or a few elements of surprise to like, you know, wow your guests a little bit. Something that they're really not expecting. And I think that was that moment. Um, And I think it gave them a few guests for sure. Some like, a little delight. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, oh, and also, last thing when it comes to planning your party, have a definite like, Ending time, ending wrap up time. How to wrap it up? The endings is they're always going to take time, but I think having that moment of, hey, the party's ending, and then of course it takes like you know twenty minutes for everyone to gather to gather their things, actually leave, say their goodbyes. You know that takes time, but I think I think it's very important to like be like this is ending now. No one likes like a wind down party and the people stay too long because they don't want to be rude and no one knows if it's over and the music's like still playing, but like no one's, you know, feeling it anymore. You know what I'm saying? So just like end it. How do you feel about that?
1: You know, I, honestly, I don't think I stick around to the end of parties, so I, <laughs> that, I, I don't have a lot to compare to.
0: That is That is fair. We are very much like... 30 minutes to an hour before the party is over, we Irish goodbye most of the time. But sometimes we'll be like, okay, bye, host. Yeah, Thank we you.
1: usually say bye. I don't like to be the first person to leave unless I have something that, like, I really have to go to. Mm-hmm. So my last wrap-up thing, obviously we've said a lot of like quote-unquote rules that maybe are subjective. These are just our opinions. But I think the biggest thing I like to do when I'm planning the party, and I think is like a, the overarching idea is just think about your guest experience the whole time. So if you were to Mm -hmm. receive this invitation, are you asking a lot of them? How would you react if you received that invitation? Would you want to go? Does it feel like a burden? You know, you want to relieve the stress and relieve the pressure when you're sending the invitation. And then also then for the actual party, just like really thinking about the guest experience. How are they going to talk about the party when you're in the other side of the room or after the party mm-hmm. or, or, or anything like that. I'm always worried about what people are gossiping about. Me, of course. <laughs> oh, wow. So, I mean, but I think that's Unpack you know, that trauma. Really, I think it's helpful, though, when you're planning the party th- through the invitation process and the party itself, just really think about the guest experience. Yes, it may be your birthday, mm-hmm. but you will have a good birthday party if you know all of your guests oh, are having a good time. When you're not dressed throughout your party Yes. Trying to make sure everyone's having a good time. You want to be relaxed and just enjoy yourself. Yes, exactly. 100%. I
0: agree with that so much. Please focus on the guest experience. And also, one thing we didn't do with my party that I really wish we had, I'm all about, like, how do we carry on the experience once the main experience is over? So I really would have loved to, like, have something I could have done, like, the day after or like three days after like something I could send them or I like, I don't, I don't really know what that is, but I'm curious about how do we extend the experience past the party? That's well, that's for my next, mm-hmm. my next gig, my next trick.
1: You can do, I mean, we don't have to think of ideas. No, I know. But but like a lot of people do like goodie bags or something like that, that people take home with them, which is an idea. But do you mean like an event?
0: No, 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 not an event. A goodie bag is a good idea, but I want it to be a surprise after, but after the fact, like Mm. if I could have had the goodie bags delivered to their house, uh, their apartments the day after or something like that like that's what i i think that's like a super thing to like push it over the top that's actually not very hard to coordinate and do you know
1: Mm, i mean it feels a little unnecessary and oh everything is unnecessary and weird it's extra is the
0: word you're looking looking for
1: but like think of how okay well this isn't for this (laughs)
0: we'll think about this later i'll do it i'll do something for the next party we throw and then we'll come back and we'll talk to the Listeners, I'm some viewers, the listeners about how that went, a little extra piece. So, thank you guys so much for listening. And girls. And girls. And non specific genders. And non specific genders for listening to today's episode. I hope you go out and throw an awesome party. Everyone loves a party, and I love parties. And so, spread your positivity by throwing a party and also remembering. This party that you're throwing may be the very first for your guests in a really long time. So people are going to be socially awkward for the next nine months. It's just going to happen. It's okay. Just meet them where they're at. Make them comfortable. Take the pressure off of them and you're bound to have success in your party. Be sure to also uh, share this episode if you liked it and you want to have other people listen to it. You can rate and review us on all the podcast podcasts. Um, platforms actually I think you can only rate and review on Apple so rate and review on Apple follow us at Josh Wadham for me at Matt Tolbert for Matt and at keep sweet pod for the podcast and feel free to email us at keepsweetpodcast at gmail.com about whatever at this point you can just email us about whatever thank you so much for listening and I will see you the next time we have a podcast anything else to say Matt Nope. All right. Keep Keep sweet. sweet. Oh, awkward.